Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Eileen McDar. How are you doing, Eileen? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> right now I am hanging out in Southern California. And if I turn my eyes to the right over top of the houses, I can see the Pacific Ocean. Oh, you have my jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Eileen is the CEO, the Chief Energy Officer and the Resiliency Group award-winning author of eight books and master facilitator and international keynote. I think your mission to help your clients to unleash energy that brings their best selves forward is remarkable and very inspiring. So I'm very thankful that I can talk to you today, Eileen. I'm so glad you wanted to. <laughs> Thank you. So shall we get to it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? That's a hard question because this whole notion of resiliency and energy touches everybody. So it's not like you can say, oh, only these through people need it. Right now, I find that I'm being called to do work within the uh, Obviously, the healthcare industry is, mm. thank you, very sadly, because of COVID, because of people being stretched so thin. Also, the pharmaceutical industry, as they begin to create, you know, what are what are all the drugs that we need, not just for COVID, but for everything. Um, and then, so those would be the, the two primary ones. And then the third one is education. Mm. You know, as teachers coming back, you know, and how do we take care of our, our students? How do we take care of ourselves? Um, so I would say those would be the those would be the three that would those would be the three general industries. Mm, I see. And what's the biggest challenge they they face toward? Well, uh, if you've looked at the headlines lately, one of the things is the great what they call the great resignation. Mm. People leaving. I've had it. I can't. Mm. I can't do this anymore. Mm. And so the challenge for managers mm. is how do we rethink? How do we rethink our culture? in such a way that people feel um, called, if you will, to stay with us, you know, and how do we listen to each other? Oh, this is such a big thing, Uva. How do we listen to each other? Because I think what we have forgotten is that the most critical way in which we energize each other is how we listen to each other, mm -hmm. not preconceived notion, but actually begin to have the conversations that make people feel heard, understood, served, and valued. No, mm. oh, I understand. So, and, and you're right. It's so important to yeah, listen again to each other and uh, get ready for this new environment that we're living in. And because times have changed so much. So it's so important to address these issues. So what are common mistakes they make when typically trying to solve that problem? Well, I think the first mistake commonly made is that it's a top-down directive. Mm. This is what the head people want. And so it trickles down. When in reality, what we really need is we need it to come from, uh, from below. 
how uh, how often have you heard someone make a pronouncement and the people over here say they got no idea what they're talking about mm. nobody ever bothered to ask me what i think so i think what we're saying is that leadership is is in this place of transition where we say how is it that i that every voice every voice can be heard and people bring ideas they bring energy to the table if they're heard so I think that's one of the, that, that I can legislate this. In fact, I just was on a call and um, and I, I, I will not say what the organization was, but they realized people were burning out. So what they said is, okay, everyone is going to take next Friday off. Um, at, well, actually you can have a week off, but you're going to have to do it with all of your vacation time. Hmm. So in other words, you're going to lose that, but we'll give you Friday off and we'll, we'll, we'll pay you for Friday. I hmm. thought, you know what? That's tone deaf. It's kind of like, I'll give it to you, but not really. You're going to have to take it. And it just seems to me that it it just wasn't, it wasn't empathetic and it wasn't touching on the reality where different groups are. Hmm. I don't know where to start with. You're touching so many important points uh, that I agree with. It's... uh, you know, from the company perspective, they're not they're not listening. You know, they didn't they don't get it so uh, so to speak. And uh, we are in these times where you know there's there's a different approach is necessary. So, and as you said, uh, kind of like from the from the bottom up is it's important. I I make always the comparison between because I think corporate thinking is more like vertical thinking, just bigger, 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 and then they explode at one point. Uh, but I would prefer to have a more horizontal approach to support each other to to networks to come with our communities so that we can create this net around the globe and it's you know when when one side is is, is increasing in, in influence or in whatever you know you may take it carries also the others with them so that's kind of like my response to the problem that you just mentioned so i uh, thank you for for bringing this up uh, the, this issue very important. I like the way you describe that where, Mm. um, and people can't necessarily see you, but you have your hands going where they're horizontal and they're coming together. Right. In one of the management retreats that I facilitated, I had different balls of yarn Mm. and I gave them to the different, the, the different divisions. And I said, okay, so here's what starts the process. Where does this ball of yarn go now? Well, it was fascinating. Well, I, it, I throw it over here. No, no, no. That's not for him. I'm supposed to do that. No, no. I'm supposed to do this. Hmm. And what you saw was this tangle of yarn of different colors where we realized, you know what? We just, we haven't even thought about how do we smoothly support each other? Hmm. And does it make sense for Sam over there to do this? When in reality, Mary said, no, I've got the answer over here. Mm-hmm. And it was just a little simple exercise, but it began to demonstrate how when we begin to talk to each other and say, ultimately, what do we want at the end? Also, the other thing, Uva, which d- depletes energy is what are the things that we are doing that don't need to be done? Mm-hmm. It's the way, you, you know, they're saying it's the way we've always done it. It's the yeah. way we've always done it. Why? Who says that? Yeah, it's it's not valid anymore. So we have to change. No, it that. isn't. Yeah. But it, I also want to say I think there's a lot of hope mm. and optimism because I do believe that that many organizations in different parts mm. are beginning to say, you know what, we can do this differently. Mm. And 
we now, I think, almost globally, realize how fragile life is. So what we also want is we want to feel that what we do is meaningful. That's what gives us energy. Is it meaningful? So how do we help each other say, you know, this is why I value what you do. Uh, And what would allow you to feel more meaningful in this? I can be good at something, but it doesn't give me any meaning at all. Hmm. I'm really good at writing press releases. I don't (laughs) want to write press releases. It doesn't feed my heart. Hmm. And I think now we're seeing people say, I want something that feeds my heart, but Hmm. doesn't drain my spirit. Hmm. So to these, uh, we're living in times of change and so important what what you just mentioned. So, Before I ask Eileen, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something to our audience here. So if you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Eileen, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that would help with that issue? What is one action that the audience can take in the context of energy? Because that's what your program is about. Am I only restricted to one? No. <laughs> okay. 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 So, Sorry. so because we are body, mind, spirit. Mm-hmm. So the first thing to in order related to energy is how well are you taking care of your body? That's the easiest place to begin to get in control. And it is also the hardest, which is why you hear statistics that under the pandemic people, some people have put on up to 40 pounds. Well, so I will tell you right now that I begin each day running, literally. I I go outside and I run. My brain doesn't work if I don't. That doesn't say to all of your listeners, go run. What it does say, though, is how is it that you refuel yourself? Mm -hmm. So in your body, everything, exercise, nutrition, sleep, I am really working hard to get at least seven and a half hours sleep. And that's something you have to give yourself permission to do. Because most of us say, no, no, I can't. I can't do that. I can't get that time. Okay, so that's the body. You know, the mind is how is it that we slow down? Because our minds talk to us all, say, what is the one thing today that I'm thinking of that if I accomplish this, I will feel satisfied? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is only one. Yesterday, I hit three. If I can get these three things done, that's good enough. And of course, then the spirit is, what are you grateful for? Mm. And and when we begin to think what you're grateful for, we we really do have so much uva that we can be grateful for. And the flip side of that is what will you do for someone else? And maybe even anonymously, but they will feel grateful that someone assisted them in some way, size, shape, or form. Mm. We have so much power in our hands and uh, thank you for sharing these wonderful three little tools that you can just easily do and implement in your daily life. So important to, to have you know, the control and allowance to ourselves over body, mind and spirit. So thank you for sharing these wonderful nuggets here. So Eileen was one valuable resource that you can direct people to that will help with that issue or maybe also in a broader sense? Well, obviously, I'd love for people to read my books. Yay. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> obvious. You know, the burnout to breakthrough 
which is the newest one, Building Resilience to Refuel, Recharge, and Reclaim What Matters. There's some very practical, practical steps for people to take. First off, how do you recognize burnout? And in order to get through breakthrough, you got to break out. And what are the ways in which you can break out? So I think it's a very practical resource. Um, and there are other resources that are on my website, which all you got to do is spell my name or the resiliency group, and you can find resources there. I, I also believe that we have resources in our colleagues who are around us. Hmm. And we forget that, you know, everyone comes with a little piece of wisdom. So if we were courageous enough to say, God, this is what I'm facing right now. Give me one idea of something that I could do. You would be amazed. And it can come from an eight-year-old. It's amazing what an eight-year-old could say or your aging parent or the next door neighbor. So I think it's also to avail ourselves to the resources that are around us. Mm, wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Of course, we put the link for the book in the show description and, uh, yeah, it's so important. And even, you know, coming back to, to what we mentioned, that what you mentioned at the beginning, kind of like the listening part, you know, doesn't matter who to, who you want to listen to. Uh, it's always valuable to share insights with each other. Wow. So, Eileen, yeah. what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? <laughs> you sound just like I do. <laughs> I said, <laughs> When I take groups away, I always say, what is the one thing I didn't ask you that I should have asked you? Yes. <laughs> oh, well, I would think the one question is, hmm, perhaps the one question would be, what led you on this journey? Mm -hmm. And I would answer that. Want me to mm -hmm. answer it or just say, no, no, That's please, please go. go ahead. Um, I began, well, first off, I've had my own, I've had my own consulting practice for almost 40 years. Mm -hmm. But what really led me to look at this notion of resiliency was when 9-11 occurred here in the US. Mm -hmm. And I watched how people responded uh, with, you know, great determination, but also what is it that we do to take care of each other? Mm -hmm. And the more I looked at resiliency, I realized it wasn't just about what happens when, when things are difficult and hard and, and scary and catastrophic, but also that I realized what resiliency was, was this energy exchange. Mm -hmm. And so I'm one of the few people that you will read or hear who does not say resiliency is bouncing back. It's surviving, you know, terrible things, because I say it's not about bouncing back. It's about growing through. Mm. And we need energy when things are really good too. Mm. So it's all about energy management. It's a, it, in the end, it's all about energy. You're so, mm -hmm. so right. So yeah, appreciate very much sharing this, this, this question and answering it to our listeners here. It's so important to understand, you know, where we come from, where we're going to and, uh, you know, get through it as you as you mentioned wonderful mm -hmm. so yeah. i think this brings me already to my final question it's a personal one when was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why <laughs> goosebumps with my family and why again i'm going to give you two answers sure okay the first answer is 
in the middle of all of the difficulty that we're all experiencing right now. I get goosebumps when I get to hug my precious husband. Mm. We've been married 40 years. Mm. Um, if you saw him, Uva, you would never know that on Christmas Day, he, be, he will turn 90. Wow. Doesn't look at, at all. And so mm. I get goosebumps when I get to do that. The other thing that gives me goosebumps is when I get to see my grandchildren. Mm. Because I think they represent the hope for the future. They're all involved in some area of um, human, uh, not human need, but you know, one's involved in environmental issues. The other mm -hmm. one is involved in homelessness. I mean, this is, and this is with their college degrees. Mm -hmm. um, so they all are saying, what is it that I do to make the world better? So when I'm with them, they give me hope. And that gives me goosebumps. Wow, having your shivers right now, and uh, sharing this wonderful Goosebumps moment with you, Aline. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this beautiful Goosebumps moment. Always comes down to the families and the loved ones. Uh, we share these memories. So thank you, Aline, for these wonderful Goosebumps moments. And uh, <laughs> thank you for our conversation. Thank you, Uva, for asking me. It was my Absolutely. joy to be with you. Absolutely. It was a pleasure talking to you. And I appreciate very much the knowledge and insight you share with us today. Absolutely. So thank you. thank you. Thank you for listening and as always energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.